Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Thanks for being with us. The world's favorite Marxist pope is at it again. Earlier this week, Pope Francis went full-on political and attacked not only U.S. Catholic conservatives, but all conservatives, saying, quote, Some backward conservatives in the U.S. Catholic Church have replaced faith with ideology, just as a pope in the Vatican seemingly has replaced religion with politics. And just yesterday, the Marxist pope called on world leaders to, quote, listen to science and institute a rapid and equitable transition to end the era of fossil fuels and to end extreme practices such as fracking. You heard me correctly. Pope Francis has gone secular and embraces pseudoscience that suits the left. The Pope, who is not only Marxist but an elitist totalitarian apparently, ruling over all the world, no vote, no dissent permitted, and democracy, science, and civil rights be damned. Quoting Pope Francis, It is absurd to permit the continued exploration and expansion of fossil fuel infrastructures. Let us raise our voices to halt this injustice towards the poor and towards our children, who will bear the worst effects of climate change. Who does the Pope think will bear the burden of illogic and anti-science? He fails to realize the poor around the world rely on natural gas, gasoline, coal, and other fossil fuels to survive. It's essential to their everyday lives, whether heating in the winter or putting food on the table year-round. What has this Pope become? Certainly, he's way out of touch with reality, with science, with the world, and with his own role and place in this world. And back here on Earth, on the home front, Marxist New York Governor Kathy Hochul looking for a multi-billion dollar bailout from the federal government to fund her sanctuary state of illegal immigrants. The taxpayer-funded bailout would allow the Empire State to continue to harbor tens if not hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants in the state. Hochul's bailout plan is receiving praise, of course, from corporate America and its establishment in an open letter from the multinational corporations, the business executives of Pfizer, Paramount, J.P. Morgan Chase, BlackRock, Citibank, Macy's, Wells Fargo, Blackstone, Goldman Sachs, just to name a few, who are asking puppet president Joe Biden to fully support Hochul's plan, a state bailout, a sanctuary state bailout. American taxpayers are already facing an annual $140 billion expense associated with illegal immigration. How much longer are the American taxpayers going to put up with this nonsense? House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer yesterday launched his latest investigation of the Biden crime family, probing the Biden family's Air Force Two foreign travel records for Joe's Air Force Two aircraft and Marine Two helicopter 
Those records, of course, housed at the National Archives, including logs of Joe Biden's foreign travel with his family as vice president. Vice President Biden took a total, are you ready for this, of 411 trips across 29 countries just between the years 2009 and 2014, according to Secret Service logs obtained by Judicial Watch. Among those trips, a trip to China for, quote, a family vacation. A family vacation, mind you. Just 10 days after that 2013 family vacation to China, Hunter secured a 10% stake in a Chinese investment company called BHR Partners. I'm sure the family vacation and that 10% stake are in no way related in even the slightest. According to reporting from Politico, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is having some difficulty getting the votes needed on the House to bring an impeachment of President Biden. But according to CNN, McCarthy has privately told Republicans he plans to pursue an impeachment inquiry into Biden and hopes to begin next month. McCarthy is hoping the inquiry will bring the few rhino holdouts on board to vote for impeachment of President Biden. House Oversight Committee James Comer, who's leading the investigation of Joe Biden, says Biden is the most compromised president we have ever seen. And all of his committee's evidence is enough right now to bring an impeachment inquiry. What we're concerned is we we have no doubt the president, the vice president is probably the most corrupt vice president in the history of America. Uh, You've already seen too many things where his family was creating these fake companies. They were getting all these wires from foreign nationals. They can't explain what they were doing to get this money. Does that compromise him as being president of the United States? Is that why he's soft on China? Is that why Joe Biden continues to put China first and America last? Because his family received millions and millions of dollars from China. Is that why we're giving Ukraine a blank check for their war against Russia? Is that because he uh, accepted the bribe like the FBI form said? Is it because he was sharing government information with his son and he leveraged tax dollars to fire that prosecutor, Shokin, who was investigating his son. I mean, these are legitimate questions, and there is more than enough evidence that would suggest the House of Representatives needs to take this uh, at least to the point of impeachment inquiry. In my opinion, to not use the same rules as Nancy Pelosi did would be foolhardy and short-sighted. The Marxist Dems made the rules, and now the Republicans should enforce them. Joining us now is the founder of the Gateway Pundit, Jim Hoft. Jim, it's great to have you with us today. I have to say you're doing a great job with the Gateway Pundit. Thanks for all you're doing for the country. Let's start today with Hunter Biden and everything that's going on. Now we find out he was notified of official communications between Poroshenko and Joe Biden in a message sent to a Robert Peters, obviously one of the aliases for the man who is now President of the United States. Yeah, isn't this amazing? So every everything that they said they didn't do, we're finding out that the Biden family actually they they did do. We got this email this morning, Lou, from our source um, at XR Vision, and it's from Hunter Biden's laptop. And the date on this is May 26, 2016. So Joe Biden was still in office at the time. And this email was sent to one of Joe Biden's alias email addresses. It was sent to Robert L. Peters um, at PCI.gov. And, of course, we know now, Lou, that this is 
uh, uh, pseudonym. There is no Robert L. Peters. This was Joe Biden. And this came actually from one of uh, Joe Biden's staffers, John Flynn, and it was sent to um, Joe Biden, Robert L. Peters, and Hunter Biden. And we have this, this document because Hunter left his laptop at the computer shop, and so now we have all this evidence. This came directly from Hunter's laptop. And what it is, it's an email where they're announcing that they're, they're having this call with President Poroshenko from Ukraine on a Friday morning, and uh, there's going to be an 845 prep, and Hunter Biden is included in on this email. So this is after Hunter, of course, started working for Burisma, and they felt it important enough to notify Hunter um, that this, this uh, meeting was taking place with the Ukrainian president. And, of course, we know, Lou, also that Joe Biden was the point man um, for Ukraine. So uh, uh, the, the appointment with, with uh, benefits, let's say, uh, big, with all the benefits they did there. Yes, definitely. So this is, this is a, an exclusive we put up at Gateway Planet today. It's just another example of um, the, the Bidens working together with their business dealings, um, hiding it from the public, and uh, as Joe Biden is doing uh, government work with the leader of Ukraine. And and Ukraine uh, firing the government of Ukraine, Poroshenko firing uh, Viktor Chokin, uh, who had been, uh, you know, d- apparently Joe Biden had been dispatched to, f- to to fire him to benefit his son. And oh, yes, uh, Devin Archer, who was also a, a, a both an associate of uh, Hunter Biden and the Biden family, as well as a board member for Burisma. This thing is is coming unstuck for the Bidens. I, they, I thought for a while there that it was going to be impossible uh, to, to break through all of the protection they had from the Secret Service, from the FBI, the Department of Justice, everyone in the Marxist Dem Party uh, was protecting them. And now we've got enough cracks, thanks to the congressional uh, investigating committees here. Uh, I don't see any way that they can resist a, an impeachment inquiry. Can you? Uh, I don't know what they're waiting for, Lou, but uh, I agree with you 100%. We've never seen anything like this. I've never seen anything like this coming from a uh, uh, vice president and current president and all of this uh, going on behind the scenes. And uh, this isn't, you know, uh, th- this was a secret pseudonym that he was hiding from the public uh, to do business deals. That's what it appears to be. There's no other reason that he would have to include his son in on this call because it's uh, it's not like Hunter has friends in Ukraine. It's, it's his only contacts there are through his business deals. As far as we know, he doesn't speak Ukrainian. So, uh, yeah, I think they got caught here, though. I think so, too. And, Jim, you know, you're making a very good point here. With the amount of money they're making, they per, they perhaps were taking some Ukraine uh, uh, language lessons. Uh, they certainly uh, <laughs> should, should, should have been. Uh, given the amount of money on the on the table for them, it's uh, it, it, who has 20 shell companies? I mean, that's the question that's been asked. The intricacies of all of this. Congresswoman Nancy uh, uh, Mace uh, pointing out one SAR that she has seen related to 20 uh, to, excuse me, to tens of millions of dollars. Uh, this thing is bigger, I think, than any of us suspected. 
Right. Isn't that amazing, Lou? Um, she she was on last week, Representative Mays, and said she was asked if they she still thought there was $50 million disinvolved with the Hunter Biden family and these illicit dealings. And she said, oh, no, it's staggeringly higher than that. And then today or yesterday, she comes out and says that just one deal was tens of millions. Boy, right. that's that's quite a perk being a, a government leader that you can uh, make that kind of money on the side and on the sly while while you're in office. So, uh, I again, I don't know what they're waiting for, Lou. Um, and, and the other thing, Lou, is they, I'm really glad that you're covering this today on your great show because the mainstream media isn't touching this at all. We're, we're not surprised, are we? I mean, this is I, I, I don't understand how these people uh, ha- who are calling themselves journalists have the guts to even look in the mirror uh, when and, and think about what they're doing and not doing right now. They are part of this cover up. And let's be honest, it's corporate media and the corporations are sold out to the left in this country uh, is sold out as far, far greater, a far greater sellout than I ever thought they could make. They are absolutely pushing Marxist dim uh, crapola and propaganda every day, uh, and, and there's no let up. I agree with you. It's it's just shocking here. You have all this evidence now of uh, the, the current president and his son, you know, doing these uh, slick deals behind the scene, hiding it from, from people with under behind pseudonyms uh, and mysterious emails, and it's not getting uh, uh, nothing on the, on the mainstream press. We put up a graphic that showed they had uh, like zero coverage on the main news channels about this. Right. So uh, it's it's really it's it's uh, I don't I don't even know what the word is for it, Lou. Uh, it's it, the omission uh, of facts, the, the the refusal to report the the actual truth to the American public is like something I never thought I'd see in America, Lou. I started blogging back in two thousand four. And at the time, 2004 and five, to me, it seemed the media was biased, um, but you could read between the lines and, and figure things out. Today, Lou, it just seems like it's just outright propaganda and they, they omit so much. I don't know how you can be informed listening to the mainstream media today. Well, you and I both know there's no way anyone could be because, uh, first of all, the corporate media in this country they're absolutely allergic to the truth and immune to any sort of uh, suggestion that truth is what their audiences really uh, are seeking uh, we're talking with the the great jim hoff the gateway pundit uh, we're coming right back stay with us we're going to take up just about every aspect of what is happening in this country right now at least in the dc swamp we'll be right back Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure. 
how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back with the Gateway Pundits, Jim Hoff. Jim, again, thanks for being here. I want to turn to uh, the case right now against President Trump. Uh, Tanya Chuckin, the uh, judge uh, in the J6 uh, Jack Smith special counsel uh, uh, charges, uh, basically, we find out now she is the granddaughter of bona fide communist revolutionaries back in her native Jamaica. Uh, I, I can't you can't make this stuff up. Uh, you know, David Axelrod, uh, the president himself uh, with a lineage uh, going back to prominent uh, communists in this country. It seems as if there was an there were uh, perhaps a plot to it, it just uh, drop a density of communist lineage into the D.C. swamp all at once. What do you think? Oh, I think you're onto something, Lou. Um, it's and it's very disturbing. This woman, uh, we knew when when they offered when, when she turned up uh, with this case against President Trump, we knew then that she was one of the harshest uh, uh, district judges um, uh, against these January six prisoners who they have thrown in prison for years and just destroyed their lives. And um, she's she's even worse than the average judge in the in the D.C. Uh, district. It's uh, very disturbing. So these are these are really hardcore leftists. Uh, and so I don't you know, it's, it's going to be very difficult for President Trump to get a fair shake in this court. And then the fact that this woman has um, a, a background, her family lineage, like you say, in, in Marxism, uh, maybe that's uh, I don't I wonder if that even came up when Barack Obama appointed her as, as, a, as a judge. Uh, maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. But uh, it's it's very concerning that pres- our president, uh, Trump, has to sit in front of this uh, in, in a court where she's presiding. Yeah, and she's and she has made some out. I mean, she's she's not a gifted uh, uh, architect or uh, <laughs> or uh, engineer of, of metaphors. Uh, coming up with the idea that J six was the equivalent of the Boston Marathon bombing uh, is, I, I mean, it's mind boggling. And nine eleven. I mean, what in the world is this woman thinking? And why isn't she being challenged by anybody about this uh, absurdity? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how you can uh, compare January 6th 
you know, where we know now that four Trump supporters were killed that day um, and uh, two brutally killed at the hands of police. And yet this is this is uh, what she's comparing that to. It's uh, it's it's truly unbelievable. And uh, I I I don't know how she can say things like this. I don't know if she if if they actually believe this because it's so uh, it's it's so far from the reality. It's such a fantasy. I it's it's hard to get inside their minds and and try to understand how they they come up with this comparison, but. You know, there it is, and it's it's out there in the open now. Julie Kelly, the, uh, who does a great job uh, right. reporting on January 6th, she found this, and uh, it's again, it's 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 amazing. And Trump yeah, Trump has to sit in front of this person. We also put up a a report on on, on Chuck and yesterday there was uh, a, there's reportedly like 12.6 million documents and and pages of material um, that. Uh, that they were going to give the defendants in this case, the Trump team. And uh, it was uh, Harvard, former Harvard professor Dershowitz, Alan Dershowitz, who came out and he, and he found that uh, this would mean that they have to go through like 71,000 documents a day just to get through this material. And she, because she wants to push this, this trial to March 4th, right, right before Super Sunday or Right, you know, and and right before some of the top primaries, um, it certainly appears like election interference, Lou, and uh, it certainly seems totally unfair. You know, you're right. It is election interference, and and, and President Trump calls it that, and has from the beginning. But this is, I, I think, the language isn't strong enough here. They're trying to destroy President Trump. They've, they're trying to destroy every one of it. This certainly isn't uh, uh, due process under any uh, circumstance or interpretation. Uh, these people are his persecutors, his prosecutors. Uh, they want to be his judge, and I think they want to be his executioner as well. This is uh, an attempt to destroy him, the American way of life, and to be certain without apology that this country makes a final and complete turn to the Marxist left uh, and leaves everything that this country stands for uh, in the dustbin of history, as the communists would like to say. Uh, don't you? Oh, Lou, I think you said that beautifully. It's, it's exactly what's happening. And uh, I agree with you 100% on that. You put it so eloquently um, for, for such a tragedy of what, what it really, really is. Um, when I saw the debates last week, when I see the media and they talk about these charges against President Trump. I, I just want to scream because they're not they're not pointing out how this has never happened. That these charges are speech charges against someone in the U.S. That they want to throw these people in jail for their beliefs and for their speech. Um, it's it's so anti-American, and yet we have like you, like we just discussed. The media is so biased that they won't tell you that this is you know completely against what our our culture our history, our laws, everything represented in America. And, and yet, and yet here we are. And, you know, most Americans better wake up. And that's, that's, that's what I think, Lou, because if they're going to go after Trump and Trump says this himself, you know, that they're going to come after the rest of us uh, for speech violations. And they're willing to put people in prison for that. It's, it's frightening. 
I, it absolutely is frightening. And you know that uh, <laughs> you and I and a lot of folks are on a list somewhere in D.C. Uh, and sure. probably our pictures on the wall uh, where they're throwing uh, uh, <laughs> with a, with some crosshairs on them uh, for the darts they're throwing. We're talking with Jim Hoff. We're going to continue the conversation in just one moment. And we hope you'll stay with us. And we promise to make it worth your while. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're back with the Gateway Pundits, Jim Hoff. And Jim, I was, as we look at what has happened here, the, going after uh the the aliases uh, uh, for President Biden uh, going to the the National Archives and asking for the any document uh, pertaining to any one of those aliases we were talking about later. The word comes back from the National Archives that, yes, they do have 5,400 emails and records linked to Joe Biden's email aliases, uh, but you can't have them. Uh, when did the National Archives become an intelligence agency, a law enforcement agency, a judicial agency that had the power to tell the United States Congress to just buzz off? Yeah, it's uh, this is the same group, too, Lou, that uh, ran to the Department of Justice after President Trump left office and complained about him taking some documents with him, uh, which was his right as president. When, when he was president to, to determine what's classified, what's not. They're the ones who started this whole fiasco where we are now with Jack Smith and this, this judge, um, Tanya Chuckin. So uh, uh, a, a very radicalized group now. Uh, they, of course, they, 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 they don't say anything about the Bidens or Mike Pence, who had also had classified documents, were vice president. They, they had no right to have this information, and yet they go after President Trump. Um, and also we know that uh, the DOJ was tipping Joe Biden off before they went to look at the classified documents he had been holding. So uh, it's just this double standard is just off the charts. But you're right, the National Archives today, uh, what, what the heck is going on there? They're supposed to just be, uh, you know, we always thought just documenting history, and now they've become a political arm of the left. And we should have thought about that, too, because, you know, they've got uh, more than a half century of documents pertaining to the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Uh, and 
under what auspices do they get to keep that secret? Under what auspices? Uh, because they've been ordered to release everything, but they don't because of national security uh, concerns, says the FBI. And we know the integrity of the FBI. So we know that the the basis for that objection on the part of the Department of Justice and the FBI uh, is not in the national interest, certainly. I, I, a big story that you're covering at Gateway Pundit, I, I, I really want to turn to, and that's those dirty voter rolls revealing 50,000 uh, illegal addresses for uh, voter registrants, along with uh, the the outright voter fraud uh, in Michigan that was documented by the Michigan State Police. And guess who sh- shut it down? The FBI. Uh, you're thinking on where that where that story goes and what happens next. Uh, Lou, I'm really excited to tell you this. And this is uh, you're the first one to hear this. But um We've been covering this story for two weeks now. We first found this explosive report from Muskegon, Michigan, uh, a couple weeks ago. We reported on it at the time. Right. And what had happened is there's this leftist group, GBI Strategies, that's operating in 20 different states in 2020 during the elections. Um, they had dropped off uh, eight to 10,000 uh, suspected fraudulent registrations at the Muskegon city clerk's office before the election. Muskegon, by the way, Lou, is a city of 38,000. They dropped off eight to 10,000. The clerk knew that these were fraudulent. She called the local police. The police did an investigation locally. The state police were called in. They did an investigation under Dana Nessel, the attorney general there, the far left attorney general. They turned it over to the FBI. That was three years ago, Lou. And now we find out we just reported on this. Nothing has been done, though. It went, it went to the FBI where it, it dies a silent death. Um, and so we, we, uh, are, we have some more facts I'd love to tell you about, Lou. Sure. We have uh, now we have, we have people who are speaking with us. We have a whistleblower who's, who's spoken with us. We have uh, documents that we are going to be releasing this week that proves that this was not just in Muskegon, but it proves that this was in several cities across Michigan. And we have the proof of that now. We're going to be releasing that. We also have some very interesting details that this is, and we're starting to expand this to several other states now. We have evidence that this was happening in other states. We also have evidence, Lou, that there was a police raid uh, on one of their offices that was uh, covered up. And so we're going to be releasing that this week. This is a huge story, Lou. And in my opinion, this is just my opinion, um, but uh, we, I have a theory that they needed these extra uh, names on the voter rolls so that they could get extra ballots when they needed them. And so they flooded Michigan with what appears to be at least thousands and likely tens of thousands of fraudulent registrations. And this is, this is what the left was doing. And one other thing, Lou, we have the, the office in Michigan is linked directly to the Democrat Party in Michigan. We are going to be releasing that this week also. So we have some really big reports coming out, Lou. Well, this has been a fascinating story from the beginning, as you say, two weeks ago. Uh, and to, if this is in, what is it, 20 states, uh, and, and the company is, is it DGI? 
Is that the? Am I getting it's, that? Right? It's um G, GBI. G- uh, I think it's Holdings. GBI. Uh, GBI Strategies. I'm sorry. GBI okay. Strategies. And yes, they were operating in 20 different um, states, and we are uh, investigating also the. The, the person who had this group, who heads this group up, it's, it's Gary Bell is his name. And he admits that he was um, uh, over uh, the, the, this, this company's offices in 20 states and that he also was an advisor in another seven states. So this is a very important person on the left. Um, but again, this is, this is what they were doing. When they say that they were out signing up new voters, well, I think that's kind of a Stretch. What we're finding is they, they may have signed up some new voters, but we believe that it, it was a, a fraud, fraudulent enterprise. And we're also wondering, though, where are the arrests? Because what we're finding now is a significant amount of what we believe is criminal activity. And um, we're wondering why the FBI did not get involved. And we have no record of any arrests in, in this uh, investigation. Well, it, it's explosive stuff, Jim, and we appreciate you sharing that with the audience. And with, I will be following you on the Gateway Pundit. Uh, I, I have, as I recall, uh, this this uh, firm uh, received something like something close to twenty million dollars from the Democrat Party. Isn't that right? Uh, they received uh, a lot of dark money um, from different groups. You know, uh, the left is very well organized. Uh, there was uh, some money from a group that was a black pack, right? Black pack, I believe it is. And, and they had, it's founded by three black gentlemen, but it's actually a lot of, uh, big donors, big liberal donors who, uh, who put money into this and they're, they're, they're involved in this. And, and again, several, several other, uh, organizations that the left is funding this type of work. This is, I, I really think this is kind of how they, they, they knew that they needed to do this. So they had these, these people out there creating these, uh, what we saw. And we, we actually have some images of the signatures, Lou. Uh, but, um, what we saw was, uh, that it's really just, it, it just appears to be a front group for, uh, fraud. I would say that that's what, that's the only thing we can figure out. Well, and the only way to get that figured out is get an official investigation. And we know just how close the FBI and the Democrat Party is in this country. So that is, uh, as they say, problematic. Again, Jim, uh, extraordinary reporting, explosive, explosive developments there that you're uh, chronicling for us on the Gateway Pundit, as always. Thanks so much. And uh, thanks for being with us here today. We look forward to to your next appearance and uh, we'll be following you daily on the Gateway Pundit. Thank you so much, Lou. It's an honor. I've been following you for years. It's just really a privilege to be with you. Thank you. Thanks, Jim. Jim Hoft, everybody, founder of the Gateway Pundit, a great American. Thanks for being with us today. Our guest here tomorrow, John Solomon, founder and editor-in-chief of Just the News. John was responsible for getting the National Archives to admit they've been holding over 5,000 secret emails that Joe Biden used under his aliases. Please join us for that tomorrow and each and every weekday. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs, on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight, and be sure to check out LouDobbs.com. 
Thanks, everybody. God bless you. God bless America.